0: In a world few have dared to explore, two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's madliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the
1: snappy Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> More snaps than you can shake a fist at, Brian. That's absolutely true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that all you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You Somebody calls of... you snappy. You expect? <laughs> well, okay. I didn't know if it's like a double entendre for Snapchat, like that whole I... vernacular, or do you mean like I like. Okay, well, the classical like, sense of the word.
0: Well, you know, snappy.
1: Okay. It's a it's a wow. term of endearment. Oh well thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh yeah, feel good, Brian. I'm It's like being responsive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um I uh You can adjust to many situations. Well thank you. I I'm 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 quick. i Think good on my feet. Yep. Just like we just did when I said Zikazi's <laughs> feet. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. Speaking
0: of thinking on your feet, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn, I'm really pleased to announce that my artificial intelligence project on Gentleman is working out. Really? I, um, I haven't done anything on the site in the last three years, and I replaced myself with uh, artificial intelligence. Wow. So, Which is better than my actual intelligence, which is
1: quite low. So You know, somebody might have if they pulled the thread long enough they might have figured this out on their own because you posted a video of something of about um last week about uh icing a cake. Right. And mm-hmm. there was some eyebrows raised. Would the real Brian McKinney do this? Well, you know, the algorithm <clears throat> uh, you know, is uh it's it's still learning, you know, <laughs> as it's going.
0: So it's trying new stuff out <laughs> to see yeah. what yeah. what hits and what doesn't. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the artificial intelligence is really, uh, it's really, it's going places. I I, I will say that that video, not, not to talk about this too much, Brian, but that video that you did post about the icing Mm -hmm. the cake, the hack on how to ice a cake. Yeah. was actually quite awesome. Uh, I, uh, found myself (laughs) liking it a little too much. You know, I, uh,
0: when I posted that, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. by, by proxy, Right. Um, you know, cuz I get a report about all the stuff that my artificial intelligence bot is going to post to the site. Yeah, yeah. You can't sure. let let, no. let it get out of hand. I mean, we're talking about a Checks and balances. terminator yeah. kind of situation at that point. <laughs> um, but I uh I saw it and I was like, "Well, that's, you know, when I watched it, I was like, this I don't know what this is, yeah, but I'm going to yeah. watch it." And uh I hadn't. I was totally oblivious to the idea that people would read it and be like, "Why is this?" But like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. But when you. But with, then when I when I got that comment back, I don't remember if it was, it was it, Razorback. Razorback was like, this was like way different than you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Then I looked at it from fresh eyes and I was like, you know, it makes no sense that I would post how to i how to <laughs> ice a cake. You Which know? is why I
1: watched it. Yeah, right. But the the payoff though is, it was. is there. There's a big payoff in there. Is is one commenter put immensely satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Which it was it really it was quite satisfying. We and won't I, spoil what's no. satisfying about that.
0: No. Uh yeah, it's it's a good it's it's the best video about icing a cake that you're ever gonna Imagine It really is. Plus, it's like super short. It's only like 30 seconds or something. They cut to the chase. Yeah. So I say, good job, robot Brian. (laughs) Well done. High five. (laughs) And uh, speaking of being well done, Mm. Glenn, uh, (laughs) there is, so there's Gentleman.com where you can go and you can find out everything that's happening uh, in the world today. Uh, You can basically shut down all your other sites and just go to Gentleman.com and you'll be good to go. You'll have latest news. You'll have projects to do. If if you want to build a cabin in the woods behind your house, Mm -hmm. there's how-tos on there about Mm -hmm. how to do that. If you want to build a brick oven to make pizzas in while you're building your cabin, that's right. there's a how-to how to do that. That's all on Gentleman.com. If you want to dig a little bit deeper... Like, say you're out in your cabin, and you're going a little bit nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, you got the spiked-out hair, and you haven't slept in three days. Uh, just to bring yourself down a notch, mm-hmm. maybe calm yourself down, and realize there are actually other lunatics out in the world, mm-hmm. you can go to podcast.gentleman.com, where you can listen to two such lunatics, mm-hmm. just like yourself, and make yourself feel better. That's like right. Like, I'm not that stupid or crazy. That's right. That's right. Uh, podcast.gentleman.com, you've got a, almost 100 episodes, of content to listen to mm-hmm.
1: to, you know, pass the time. The dulcet tones of the gentleman founders. It's true. Um so yeah,
0: you can head over to podcast You can head over to podcast That's a that's a <laughs> mouthful <thing. gasps> I'm getting ready to <coughs> I'm getting ready to talk about the beer and so my mouth like hot stops really quick about dark him. Yeah but you can head over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can, you can follow along with all the other episodes. You can find links that we're going to talk about in this episode. If you listen to this episode and you say, "Ah, oh, I want to check that one thing out that we talk about, it's probably going to be linked on podcast.gentleman.com. So fear not if, you don't, if we spit something out and it doesn't make sense, we don't have a link to it. It's on podcast.gentleman.com. Go check that out. Finally, Glenn, uh, if you would like to have us talk about something on the Gentleman Podcast... Uh, you can do so. You can send us a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box four four two three hundred five Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We'll get your letter. We'll stick it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is <laughs> of fame. And uh, we're going to talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. And then uh, we would like to send you something in return. Yes. And we have. And we have sent things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, we and we have some things, things.
0: <laughs> and
1: um we'll continue to do that we'll continue oh. to do so um a tradition like any other yeah
0: but <laughs> so anyway send us a letter to the gentleman mailbag p.o box 442 305 Lawrence, kansas 66044 uh if you cannot do that if you are stuck in your cabin mm. in the woods mm-hmm. and there's no way for you to make it out into normal society That's fine. Uh, You can virtually do that by sending us an email at howdyatgentleman.com. I don't know. I can't say gentleman today. Howdyatgentleman.com. You can go to Twitter, Facebook, or Snapchat. (coughs) and
1: uh,
0: (laughs) Instagram. Yeah. Tinder. Hot or Mm -hmm. not.com. Plurk. Plurk. Let's see. What am I leaving out here? YouTube. Tumblr. Vine. Tumblr. Go to one of those social networks, uh, one of the presences, and uh, hit us up. Mm-hmm. whether that's a snap yeah. a chat a blurk, a yeah. <laughs> swipe right people swipe us right just whatever you want to do put something out there on the internet somewhere and see if we can find it you know just spray it yeah we'll find it yeah we'll find it uh and we will respond to it mm. so do that mm-hmm. get in touch with the gentleman podcast it's oh, oh and you can also go yeah to the, you yep. can also uh, if you're a Ooh. member of gentleman which you should be and i know you all are mm-hmm. um then you can go to the gentleman parlor, where we have a little post that's going to pop up every couple weeks about the question from the gentleman mailbag, and we will ask you there. So all convenient.
1: Look at all the convenient ways you can get in touch with us. We take all the pain out of this communication, make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. You so. got to
0: go where the people are. It's true. Got to change with the times. We're out there. We we started with the with the mail, mm-hmm. and you know then we we quickly moved to email, and yep. then it was like. <laughs> All of a sudden, Around we're on Snapchat.
1: Ninety-three, we moved yeah, an email. And exactly. Then... CompuServe came along. CompuServe. <sighs>
0: anyway, Glenn. All right. So that's all the business we have to take care of before mm-hmm. we actually talk about the thing that's really important that we're all here to talk about, which yes. is the drink of the week. Get that administrative stuff out of the way. Yep. It's like a mullet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> business up front, party in the back. That's right. Uh, yeah. And Glenn, speaking of parties in the back, uh, this is another beer from our Urban Chest, our, our good friends over at the Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a uh, St. Louis brewing company we talked about before, where I believe we did the Zwickle. What was the, the one we did before, we, maybe? Ah, uh, that's what it was, the Zwickle. I want to say that was the one we did. Anyway, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But this is called the Oak. Oak. <laughs> Okutzelof.
1: Askoutrulf.
0: Askutzloof. Um beer and We're not uh,
1: lying. There's like twenty letters. And yeah. a Z and an S. Well,
0: let me say their phonetic pronounce pronounce the frenetic prenetic the phonetic phonetic <laughs> pronunciation pronunciation of this is Okutzil Schwa. Schw schwaf. Schwaf. This is an Oktoberfest. Lager. Um, and uh, it's it's described as an export-style brewed for the uh, annual Oktoberfest celebration. Multi-yet well-balanced. Uh, <laughs> traditionally served uh, in Munich. Like the beers traditionally served uh, in Mu- in Munich for Oktoberfest. Uh,
1: Just like uh, the, the beer we, we did last... Wow, we... <clears throat> Well, this might be the last podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Yep, we're gonna go Thumb and Louise. It right. Um, um, some you know. sirens in the background, in case you can't hear that. But anyway, what were you saying about that? <laughs> Thumb and Louise? Oh no. Uh, oh, uh, we. Uh, I said that a lot of these breweries say they're brewing it in the style of the Oktoberfest, the actual legit Oktoberfest in Munich, right? <coughs> and and this this one is you know definitely. Saying that about themselves, yes.
0: Um, so the one intri- one one last thing about this beer: eh, this it uh, translated, is "Tale of the Squirrel," which is a little Bavarian humor. I don't know why that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I think that's
1: because their logo is a squirrel. Look, uh, squirrel no, but- <laughs> tails, squirrel tails isn't a laughing matter to me. You know, I learned something interesting about squirrels the other day. What's that? they're evil that's yeah. an empirical fact yeah um, mm-hmm. they're just terrible little creatures yeah it's true chew through things and yep. throw things and yeah throw things They throw walnuts at me uh, have I talked about this in the podcast they're actually they will actually fake they'll like do a pump fake they'll actually pretend they're burying a nut right and then toss it at you <laughs> well and then they'll like as soon as you go they'll like actually go bury it somewhere else really yeah wow they're there a little little, you-know-whats. Tree rats. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, this
0: won the gold medal at the 2015 Brussels Beer Challenge. Sounds good to me. Gold medal at the 2015 World Beer Championships. So, a couple of... How
1: have we not uh, I don't know. heard of this? This is Well, this is a seasonal beer, so... Uh, All right. Well, let yeah. me just get my... Look, part of, our, part of our pledge is that we will remain unbiased. Mm-hmm. We'll try to remain as unbiased as possible. Yep. However, I will put something out on the line here, Brian... This is a brewery that I may have an issue with. Um, like, uh, what is the other St. Louis brewery? Schlafly. Schlafly. Yeah. I want to dislike it so badly. Budweiser. Well, Budweiser, yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking craft beer here, Brian.
0: Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a hundred different types of beers. Yeah. They, yeah, they own like, I think they, they make all the beer in the U.S., I know Every they... brand I haven't even started Making beer yet And they own my brewery <laughs> Oh yeah We got the McKinney Yeah We got it We're signing it. I'm, I'm gonna get a call In like 30 minutes <laughs> uh,
1: Actually if you could Just keep it down We're gonna release that In about a month uh, Yeah So it's a St. Louis brewery um, I personally don't uh, Like St. Louis very much Yeah we Kansas has this whole thing With uh, Missouri And mm-hmm. I also I I, I, I if you're listening and you're from St. Louis, you know what? We love you. Okay. Mm-hmm. We you're love okay. you. Thank you. Thanks yep. for bringing that town up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm just not a fan. Yeah. So my bias spills over into the beer, as okay. it were. Right. So it, it might be make you a little jaded. I might be. We'll see. Yeah. But Schlafly beers. I still rate them high. As much as I want to dislike them. Yeah. They've got some good marks from me. We, we're we're in bias here. Much like the MTS computer. That's right. All right, Glenn. Well, speaking of which, we should uh, open up these. Uh... Also, these are these are hefty. These are these are like the tall boys. Ooh boy, is this a six? Uh, what is it? A... Twenty-four ounce? No,
0: this is this is a sixteen. This is a pint. It's a pint of Ocasol.
1: Ocasol, Ocasol. Cheers, Lakayam.
0: Pretty good, pretty good, man. The taste changes while you drink it. Mm. It's like you think it's gonna hit you with this bitterness, and it's like it doesn't. Malty and sweet
1: afterwards. Ooh, crisp. And it is. We didn't talk about the statistics on this brand. Yeah, let me tell you. It's five point four percent
0: alcohol, twenty two IBUs. Uh, the the Degrees Play-Doh, mm-hmm. uh, 13.5, so mm-hmm. that's a little interesting. Um, the hops are Halletower Tradition, tower Pearl, and tower Mittelfruch. Malts: Pilsner, Munich, and Caramel, of
1: course, which we both knew from mm-hmm. tasting it. Munich, of right. course. Exactly. Munich hops. Uh-huh. <clears throat> wow, that's really good. It is. I... Man, that is real good. I like this one. Actually, it's not too thin. It's not too full. It's not too sharp. It's not too uh, the dull. Price,
0: yeah, the price on this was uh, eight ninety nine, so slightly north of you know the average. Um, but you know, and, and it's uh, four sixteeners, so that you know, so that makes it not quite a a uh, not quite a sixer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so that ends up you know being just shy of a a six. So it's it's a little bit more, but they're not killing you on price. They're not making it ten ten bucks.
1: This isn't like a uh, California brewery. No. Yeah. What is is that what's the one that charges you like a kidney for a six pack?
0: Oh, I don't even.
1: They have a yeah. They're out of San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Good beer, high priced. I I actually haven't had any of their beer that's not. Because all they there's sell, there's a reason for it. <laughs> all they sell has like some kind of like grapefruit right. sculpin right. something, or you know, it's. I just want, a, I just want a beer. Okay, well you've
0: got one in your hand right now. Mm. What what would you say that you would put? Actually, you know what? This is this is sixteen. This is a five hundred mil. So this is one pint, almost almost seventeen ounces. Ooh, so that. Okay. That means that it's um, pretty much it's you close know, to it's, it's close. It's,
1: it's right up there with the sixer. So it's, it's not too far off. So. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what. I, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's malty. Yeah. It's roasty. Yeah. I like the labeling. By the way, uh, I've had to tear off these labels. So I'm, I'm doing my own homebrew. Right. And, uh, these labels are pretty much impossible to get off without mm-hmm. like pliers. Really? So I'll give them that. <laughs> I will give them that. Oh, they are from St. Louis. I gotta take them down a couple points. Yeah, that's there. gonna knock it down a little bit. All right. Well, I think, man, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 88. That's exactly what I'm to <laughs> <even joking. laughs> I was gonna do 88. Uh,
0: this this happened for the first time on the podcast like three times ago. Yeah. Well, after 95 episodes, mm-hmm. we finally had the exact same score. Uh. Mm. And that we both go in with eighty-eight on this. So, okay, well, so that means we, I got to type all this stuff in the uh, NTS computer, and then we're going to get the actual empirical score, right, uh, for the Octosov. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goslavos Wolf! Yes, uh, that one. Um, okay, Glenn. So we said it was uh, eight ninety-nine. Yep, and it's, it's close enough to a six-pack that I don't think we really need to offset it any here. Uh, The the alcohol percentage is 5.4%. The hops, bitterness units, 22. Color is copper. Degrees Play-Doh, 13.5. Pilsner Munich and caramel malts. And uh, some Halsar hops of various kinds. Um, I could drink this beer all day long. Yeah, me too. Uh, Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, now we're going to find out if the NTS could drink this all day long. (laughs) Um, just happened to get this uh, report here off the um, the presses. This one's come... They're, they're bound now. Oh wow, we're so it's really um, no less pages, but you know. Okay, let me get to. That's a good binding. That's high yeah, quality. It's really, it's amazing. that technology now with printing, three D printed. Yeah, binder with these holographic lenses, and I can see the. <laughs> okay, um, so it says here on page two twenty eight that the uh, the. MTS Computer has actually done it again and has agreed with us. Wow. I feel like the three of us, we're really honing in on these ratings. You know what I mean? It's feeling good. feeling solid. Uh, So the official MTS Computer score of the (laughs) from uh, Urban Chestnut, 8.8. Wow. So there you hear it. Uh, I forgot to check over our friends at Beer Snob, uh, and it's going to be difficult (laughs) to do because I can't type this (laughs) Oh. called, called. where does Google suggest when you need it I that's yes that would be best oh damn it
1: that's the problem with this cats <laughs> <laughs> wolf uh, it's an urban dictionary an Australian slang word for the tail of a squirrel okay here we,
0: here we go here we go okay I got it I got it I got it I got it, oh, I got it. okay, okay. Uh, beer snobs around the world say, uh, 14 beer snobs, in effect, uh, say it's an 8.6. Yeah. Uh, and... You got shafted. What I have to say about that is 14 people is not a quorum. No. Nope. You know who the quorum is? The three of us. That's right. You, me, <sighs> and a machine. Yep. Um, so anyway, Glenn. 8.8. I'm, I'm with that, and the beer snobs can go fly a kite. That's right. Go fly a hoppy kite, as far as I'm concerned. Go... Jump a lake. That's right, Glenn. All right. Let's uh, kick off some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks
1: or so. One second. All right, Brian. So first up, we have a tack by our good friend Your Keister, who is... How do we describe Your Keister? Um, a role model?
0: A consummate
1: gentleman. A consummate gentleman very a, a patriot.
0: A patriot. Very... Mm-hmm. Uh, very insightful. Usually post good, insightful comments.
1: That's right. He does. He's so. always got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in the annoying way, in the awesome way. You know, yeah. somebody's got a weird story. Probably like me, actually. Yeah. I was just going to say. So, not like, like me. Not like you. Actually, okay. an, a, right. an effective valid, story. Like, yeah. Intelligent,
0: yep. you know, kind of thing. Yep. All right. Okay. So,
1: uh, so, enough said. He posted a great tack. And it got me all hot and bothered because the title is Why Beef is About to Get Cheaper. And someone, headline, yeah, oh, I think this is clickbait suck me right in, yeah, <clears throat> um, because i I cook a lot of meat mm-hmm. i I love meat, I love beef, and right. beef is far and away more expensive than pork or chicken, it is, yeah, um uh, especially good quality meat uh, beef, good quality beef, um, and so he has a link from Gizmodo of all places, and they are talking about how. We can we can rejoice in the fact that meat that excuse me that beef is going to come down in price significantly over the next decade.
0: Scientists have gathered and crunched the numbers, yep. and in fact, the prices for beef is going to come
1: down. Mm-hmm. And what had what had kept the prices higher was the cost of feed, the drought in a lot of the ranching places where beef is raised, mm-hmm. cows raised, um, and they cite some other reasons as well, but. Uh, it's basically like the perfect storm of beef pricing, right? To, and uh, it, it gave me gave me reason to cry into my beer, right? Um, reading it, but not all is lost because on this article they have some impressive looking bar graphs, yeah, and they seem to tell me that beef is going to stabilize in price and mm-hmm. even go down. Yeah, we're looking at uh, you know salaries going up, beef right. price to stay in the same. That's so right.
0: uh, we're, we're looking good there, about ten percent. What's the number uh, people go down? Yeah. Okay. Well, I that's this is good news. Mm. Um, I have noticed that you know when I go to try to buy steaks and stuff like that, uh, most of the time I'm like, dang, like yeah, "Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. I end up buying like a a Kansas City strip yep that's about three ounces Yep, ounces. and i cut that in half <laughs> and then i put that on the grill with a little mini spatula yeah and yeah. flip it over mm-hmm. after about two seconds and it's, it's like done. a nickel to turn it yep exactly yeah. um so yeah i mean the last time i had a steak i'm serious it was like it was really good yeah but it was like dang this is tiny
1: like it, yeah. it's miniature steak yeah. time you know i had about five bites and that was it yeah i've kind of I have I can't remember the last time I like the only time I buy steaks is when they're on the clearance, you know, and I just check yeah. in the freezer until I... yeah. Uh, I had a I had a great, great buy the other day. I got some awesome steaks, but it's sad that it's come to the point where, you know, if I want to <laughs> buy a steak, mm-hmm. I mean I could spring for it, but right, deadgum gummit yeah. Principle I, the well, principle of things. It's tough to
0: I mean when you're, if you're not celebrating and you're spending twenty dollars on. Just the meat itself, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, or more. Right? I mean, depending on what cut you're getting.
1: And I got two little kids, and they're like, "Great! How can you mix this with macaroni?" And so, you know, you're, you're, it's a little bit lost on that. (laughs) Twenty dollars steak, Dad. My steak looks like a hot dog. Uh, (laughs) Ah, yeah. This is a special steak. (laughs) You must have got the really good one. No bone, more meat. Um,
0: well, anyway, Glenn. Okay, so that's good. So good. Some good news to start off the podcast. Yes. There's all this bad news in the world. You know, the election's coming that's up. Right. Everybody's all up in arms about stuff. Yep. Here we are with some good news for you. Everybody can agree.
1: No politicians involved.
0: No. Mm-mm. Beef is getting cheaper. Yeah. I think that you and I should run for president based on that platform. <laughs> the beef.
1: <laughs> Look, is We it, have it, the meat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that should be the... Uh, <laughs> gentlemen we have the meats um, we don't
1: care about national security we don't care about the borders
0: nope all we care about is low beef prices
1: unless they're uh cattle That's
0: property right. line borders mm-hmm. anyway yeah okay glenn well uh now that we've got that figured out <laughs> uh, our <laughs> election platform um let's move on to uh this next post from our good buddy trig joe who uh posted this interesting link and a couple of other tantalizing links on Gentleman.com in the last couple weeks but we thought this one was pretty interesting. This is called Colossal Wasp Wasp Nest Found in Corby Attic. Man. Now it's funny because the title of the tack has colossal in quote marks like it may not be colossal. Right. But it's quite colossal air quote colossal. It's I would say probably more than colossal Um, colossal is a bad word yeah bad descriptor it, it, it's, it's quite apt description of this thing. Uh, and this is an article from the BBC. And uh, uh, BBC Northampton. I don't know where Northampton is. I'm sure it's a neighborhood. No,
1: Northampton or, Shire. Okay.
0: The Shire. So in the Shire. <laughs> in, in England. Uh, <clears throat> jolly old England. Um, not so jolly in the Corby attic. Um, because <clears throat> there was a wasp nest near the size of a quote unquote barrel with a with a tunnel attached to it that had been created in the attic of a house by thousands and thousands of wasps. Uh they they didn't discover this until an exterminator happened upon it by he just happened to find it. They weren't they did, they didn't suspect anything. They didn't know anything was going on. Um but the exterminator found it and he also found that it was empty as in the activity had all it was all done. And, uh, so, and the actual exterminator even said, like, I wouldn't have gone near that thing if there had been (laughs) active wasps in there. No way. Oh, man. Um, but this thing is pretty incredible. Um, the actual tunnel shaft that the wasps built to get to their palace, uh, was four and a half feet long. And that's just like, to get from the outside, they built a little tunnel for themselves. It's like a grand entrance to their big ballroom. Exactly. Um, and the, uh... He, the, Mr. Wilkinson, which is the actual uh, exterminator that found this thing, estimates anything from six to ten thousand wasps could have called the nest its
1: home. Yeah, I'm looking at this thing, Brian, and it basically looks like the wasps built a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, that's a good it's, way to. Yeah, except right. a, de- a Death Star with like a a, a, a carport right. attached. I mean, they're like, you know what, guys? It's like it's like they had the the wasp had or the the bees. Uh, Wasps? Bees? Wasps. wasps. It's like the wasps had a a union, right? And they're like, you know what? should really be flying to work in an uncovered, you know, attic. We Mm -hmm. want a tunnel. Right. And so, you know, they unionized and they built this tunnel. And they don't even use it anymore. Right. Right? They they built it once and they're like, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, no, this this was... uh, uh, Colossal is a bad word to describe this because... It's amazing. I mean, this is literally the size of a barrel. Not like... The nest... It, it also reminds me of uh, gremlins.
0: <laughs> like the, You know those... It looks like those... The, the pods yeah. that the yeah. gremlins create. Uh, it, it looks like a massive version of that. I would be so frightened if I went up in my attic and I found this. And they had no idea it was up there. Like the whole time. Which is amazing. I mean, if you had 10,000 wasps in your attic and you never really had any idea the, they were there...
1: A dull roar yeah yeah.
0: I mean yeah but then you know I was, I was thinking about this too and I, I, I posted a comment on this tack that Trig Joe posted and I said like I'm liking this because it wasn't my house yeah but now I'm wondering what's going on in my attic that I don't know about hey <laughs> there you could be 10,000 you might have a, a death star attic. up there yourself it's true we all could so food for thought <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is that is quite incredible. We used to when I was a kid, we had we have a barn. My parents have a barn, in right? A really tall uh, shed barn that you know we had. It was like horse stalls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we had tons of wasps in there. My brother and I would go in there. And we were in like in high school and junior high, and take our shirts off and get uh, tennis rackets and just go start swinging at them. <laughs> and we kill. We would kill tons of wasps. We never got stung once. Really, but. I don't know how we didn't get stung, but yeah. I think with six thousand to ten thousand wasps, our luck would have changed a little bit. The numbers uh, would drastically be
0: not in your favor.
1: Yeah, I need an EpiPen.
0: Yeah, uh, that 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 would definitely kill you. I mean, I think uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think people go in shock. I've read stories about people that get attacked by huge, you know, basically masses of bees, and they can they can off you they want to so anyway well that really brought the mood down yeah so from that (laughs) high high of the cheap beef to the low low of the cheap beef the uh 10,000 wasps potentially hiding in your attic 10,000 reasons you know what i'm gonna do glenn Mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna get to after we're done with this podcast i'm gonna sit down on my typewriter upstairs you know the one i have it's like the old typewriter Yeah. yeah i'm gonna sit down there and i'm gonna write a script and it's gonna be called Waspophobia. Waspophobia. <laughs> it's going to be all about a, a small time, small town doctor okay. that comes into a town. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, this I just is off the top of my head. Okay. Small time doctor comes mm-hmm. into that town, but the thing is, he's really afraid of wasps. You know what Ooh. I mean? Yeah. But it's like a small town. He's got a, he's got a little barn out back. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's like ten thousand wasps there. You know, but the wasps are like going around town and killing people. It's like it's kind of like a horror movie, but it's really just you know it's about wasps. I don't know killer wasps. Just off the top of my head. Hmm. Something to think about.
1: It's like so. Eventually, the big part of the mo- movie is that he finds this nest. Exactly. He's got to confront his own, his, it, like his own fear that he's
0: had his whole life of wasps.
1: Wow.
0: So, it's a whole story arc, and you know, I was thinking maybe Exterminator, John Goodman, or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, John Good- uh, just that's a like, lot
1: of wasps.
0: Just something. <laughs> Like, that's a great line. I'm going to write that in. Um,
1: anyway, Glenn. Get this, Mother
0: Evan. Oh my, Mother Evan barn All
1: right. Well, uh terrible Samuel Jackson uh, impersonation aside. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> All right. So, last tack we have to talk about this evening, Brian. Yes. Is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, I, I want. I want to be the character in this tack. Yeah. But I also want to be the person who posted it, and that's Zombie Cat Bacon. Right. Because Mr. Zombie... Mr.? I don't know. We don't know. Zombie Cat Bacon has posted countless amazing things just like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we talk about him, him or her, frequently on the podcast. Um, And this tack is no different, and it's titled The 75-Year-Old Arm Wrestler. this is a New York Times story. And it's about a um, a seventy five year old man, Norm Devio. He's a former gymnast mm-hmm. who, back in the seventies, in the early seventies, he decided to go to a uh, arm wrestling championship in Nashua, New Hampshire. Right. And uh, I've Ed, often thought of doing the same thing. Yeah, Nashua's is great this time of year, by yeah, the way. It is. You should just just do it, Brian. But uh, so it's in this basement somewhere, and he's he's never done arm wrestling before. He's never really, you know, he just on a whim he just goes. And he ends up winning the Nationals. Like, nobody's heard of this guy. He just walks in there and does it. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing it for 40 years. He, in the 80s and the 90s, Norm was the, like, he would walk into a room and everybody's like, well, who's getting second? He's like the Hulk Hogan of, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the Usain Bolt of arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's a better analogy. Um, but yeah, Hulk Hogan was good too. Yeah, he was. He 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 struck a lot of fear. Exactly. Uh, but, um, so anyway, this this great article from the New York Times uh, goes on and kind of gives an expose on this guy and how he trains mm-hmm. and how he works out and the competitions. And he's still competing at a super high level. At, at 75. The, at 75. Yeah. And these are people like in their 20s trying to go against him and he's still... Mm-hmm. But, but what's really amazing about this guy um, is his training regimen mm-hmm. that he goes through. And basically he does cardio every day. Right. Which is pretty... Uh, I don't know how in, in, intensive it is for him, but he does cardio every day, and then every other day he lifts, he does curls. And um, just looking at his arms, he it's, looks like
0: Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's three, uh, three, three sets of 10. Three sets of 10 at 110 pounds.
1: 110 pound curls. Um, Which I, I, I can tell you right now, Brian, I cannot do that. I cannot do one set of one 110 pound curl.
0: I don't think I've ever done a curl with 100 pounds on it. I don't think I ever have. I don't think so. I mean, one. I, I haven't done one. Yeah. And uh, every
1: other know. day, this guy's doing 30 of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, pretty impressive. I think what's probably more impressive or just as impressive as all this stuff, because it's quite impressive, is that they talk to a lot of people that know him, have uh, yeah. been around him in the sport and everything like that. And all the people revere this guy, not for just uh, how good of a competitor he is, be- because of how well he treats everybody. And how down to earth he is about everything and always polite and respectful towards people no matter like how many times he's won. Uh, they said he's got like over 50 trophies from uh, arm wrestling competitions and he's still going. Um, 500. 500, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so anyway, that's a pretty, pretty cool story.
1: Yeah, it was really good. One uh, A notable part of the story, um, uh, Norm Devio is talking about how he taught... He and a couple of his friends taught Sylvester Stallone a few arm wrestling techniques. Over the top. Yeah, and over the top. Mm -hmm. 1987 uh, blockbuster. And it was uh, partly filmed during an actual arm wrestling tournament they had in Vegas. And he said that Stallone, not that good. Was not very good at arm wrestling. He was huge, but just not very good at arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. And he said, I could tell he wasn't very good.
0: Uh but we uh, we don't have a rebuttal to that, because according to the article, uh, Stallone's representatives would not comment on the right. story. Right. So, so it's, we it's, can take that for what it's worth. It's his
1: word versus Stallone's.
0: Well, Stallone's not saying anything. That's right. So He's not rebutting what he said.
1: Uh, I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, got, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, cool story. Uh, it's always cool to hear about a, a guy that, you know, he, he talks about in the story about how he's... He, a lot of people just give up on lifting weight like that because they they say oh I'm too old for that you know it's like that's not true. Yeah, and that's it.
1: and just looking at the guy, he doesn't look like he's seventy five. No, looks like he's in his fifties. He could whoop me all over this place. man. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, his arms just look insane. Yeah, like he's just got veins popping out everywhere. Crazy stuff. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing hundred ten pound curls, Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing
0: ten pound curls, Brian. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with five, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna work, work my way
1: up to twenty-five. Yep, I think, and then yeah, go from there. We'll see where we're at. I, I still got a set for my jazzer-sized days. Yeah. you know of, of uh, the dumb barbells, dumbbells. Bar- yeah, barbells. Um, yeah, yeah, that should work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was some interesting posts from Gentlemen dot com in the last two weeks or so. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff posted by the community. We can't thank you guys enough for making the site better. Yep. Um yeah great, great Absolutely. great great text these past two weeks uh okay, well that means it's time for the uh toast this week mm. and
0: uh this this is uh another one of those kind of bittersweet toasts uh where somebody's passed away that's quite notable um and this one was interesting for me because i uh i didn't know much about this guy before i uh I, we're talking about Arnold Palmer um, who unfortunately passed away earlier this week and um He is, of course, a golfing legend, Uh, and I had always heard the name uh, Arnold Palmer, but I didn't really know much about his, you know, his golfing legacy and all that stuff. Uh, Apparently, he was the guy that really got golf into the mainstream as far as a sport because as uh, television was coming along in the 60s, he kind of was the face for golf. It's almost Mm -hmm. like a, you know, modern day you know rory whatever the heck's name is McIlroy, rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. how you always hear about him and all mm-hmm. that stuff or uh, back in the day with tiger woods tiger. you know
1: before that it was uh um jack nicholas yeah you know so
0: anyway but he was the original basically he was yeah. the guy that was the tv personality and everything yep. uh and he uh he was the elvis of golf yeah basically and so uh Anyway, in the 60s, he was all over the place. Uh, Just, you know, there was something about his personality and the way he played that really drew people to watch Mm -hmm. the game and get interested in it. And, in fact, um, Dwight D. Eisenhower was a good personal friend of his. He's from Abilene, Kansas, just up the road. That's right. Um, Anyway, he, uh, he was one of his best friends. And it says here that Eisenhower painted Palmer's picture at one point, as did Norman Rockwell. There is a drink named in Palmer's honor, as well as an airport, a golf tournament, hospitals, streets, charity initiatives, and 19-hole grill rooms. I don't know what that means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What 19th hole? Oh, 19th hole grill grill rooms. I thought you were saying they're like 19 different.
0: I don't know what that last one is,
1: but
0: But it it doesn't matter. It sounds interesting. If I lived a life where I had Dwight D. Eisenhower paint a picture of me. And, uh, Norman Rockwell, Norman Rockwell, that would be awesome. That's a pretty, pretty solid life right I there. I love
1: Norman Rockwell.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, the only other thing I was going to talk about real quick, and I mean, this guy obviously did so much in his career. And they, they, again, like we were just talking about, they said that throughout it all, he, he spent every day signing hundreds of autographs for people that show up and yep. greet him outside his house and stuff like that. And he'll always go out and try to, you know, yep. describe him to somebody to talk to the, you know the president of the country a ceo of a corporation and somebody that's making minimum wage yeah. at a job in town you know and, and you can relate to all of them so
1: yeah and he he's he gave gave his time and his money and mm-hmm. he's a very generous person just yeah. to, in general uh so the the only other thing i was going to
0: talk about was this whole arnold palmer drink thing mm-hmm. which uh i found pretty interesting and i i thought it was an alcoholic drink but mm-hmm. it's actually a, not an alcoholic drink mm-hmm. uh i've never had one neither have i um And it probably has something to do with the fact that there's no alcohol. (laughs) Uh, But so the Arnold Palmer is actually a mixture of iced tea and lemonade. And um, according to him, he was at home one day and asked his wife to make an an iced tea with a little bit of lemonade in it. And she gave it to him or they kind of like got the mixture to his liking. And, uh, then he started taking it with him to all the golf tournaments yeah, that he went to. He'd
1: drink it while he was playing in a thermos.
0: Right. And, uh, so eventually, I guess he went to a restaurant at one point and, uh, he ordered it there and a lady heard him do it and she said, I'll have a Palmer. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I- I'm going to start doing that. Uh, and so he would, he, he, he decided he should, he should start asking for the honor of Palmer. <laughs> and, uh. So anyway, so that kind of took off, and uh, he said in the early, it says here in the early 2000s, Palmer went into business with the Arizona Beverage Company, it's an iced tea maker, mm. and they started uh, a drink called Half and Half, which is technically the Arnold Palmer, hmm. but he says, look, iced tea has to be the dominant side, that dominates the drink, and if it doesn't, it's not really right. So, we're talking mostly iced tea. straight from the horse's mouth there. But some lemonade. And he would never divulge what the proper mixture was. So, wow. um, anyway. But, uh, so interesting
1: guy. Interesting life's work. Um, man about town. He yeah. lived a good full life. Yeah. Oftentimes we toast somebody and it's kind of tragic and uh, a little, little sad that they passed. And Yeah, when you live a life like that, man. Yeah. I don't know. He left his mark in a good way. and. hmm yeah. Nothing nothing to be ashamed of, that's for sure. Well anyway, all right, cheers to uh Mr. Arnold Palmer. Cheers, Arnie.
0: Okay, Glenn. Well that means it's time for the um Hot, hot Buddy topic. topic. Um and this week, Glenn, uh big news. Mm. In the uh, mm-hmm. hardware world. Yes. Um, a little company called Snapchat changed its name. Uh, okay. Yes. Um Snapchat had their new name is called Snap Inc. So I know you, you might not that might just seem yeah. crazy to you. Like how are you like how do you change your name from Snapchat to Snap? Yeah. Inc? Let's
1: unpack that first.
0: Um, well, it turns out that they want to make more than one product. Oh, so they figured the best way to do that is to call themselves Snap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and their first product's a doozy, Glenn. It's a product called spectacles, and these are uh, sunglasses. That record a video <laughs> and send it to your phone uh, for easy share, easier sharing. Mm. So you don't have to take out your your, your cam, your phone from your pocket mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's an
1: extra step. So 2013. Yeah,
0: I mean, who wants to reach into their pocket and take out a camera to That's take right. a picture of something? That's right. When you could just like tap your sunglasses and right. take the picture.
1: Well, video, video. Yes, video. Yes. Sorry. Uh, what's better than a picture, Brian? Thousands of pictures, thousands of pictures at a time, moving yeah. Um moving uh, quickly.
0: So anyway, Glenn, um, this is Snap Inc.'s first product post Snapchat, mm-hmm. and uh, they they talked to the uh, CEO of this company. Now this guy is a real piece of work, Evan Spiegel. Evan Spiegel, uh, Mr. Spectacle himself, mm-hmm. is a real spectacle in and of himself, quite a spectacle. Um, and uh, I, I read through some stuff, and you know he was kind of talking about these uh, these spectacles. And he said, you know, doing hardware products is just fun. So we're doing it. That's that's savvy business uh, decision making right there. Yeah. It's just fun. So, like, let's just do it. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, All I know about Snapchat is that they turned down Facebook. Yes. For, like, a a hefty offer from Facebook. Yes. Because they want to have their own IPO and go it alone. Do their own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently wearables is the way to do that, Brian. Well, uh, it's an interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things I was thinking about when I was okay. So first of all, these things you will have to go to podcast.gentleman.com where I'll link up a, a story that has an image of these <laughs> glasses. They look like uh, they look like Willy Wonka uh, in the new Willy Wonka movie. Yes, uh, with you know bolt like really outlandish like colors. Bug. You look like a like, like bug yeah, eyes a, like. Bug-eye, uh, I don't even know how to describe them. It's like, the you're not going to be subtle wearing these things. No. You're going to walk around and people are going to be like, holy crap, what the hell are those things? <laughs> What's on your face? Yeah. And maybe that's the point. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, But um, Mr. Spiegel mm-hmm. is convinced that uh, we're just a bunch of old fuddy-duddies if we don't get this.
1: Mm-hmm. Glenn. Hey, the future's now, Brian. And... I, I personally am here to embrace it. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm going to be waiting in line, plunking down $130 for my snap What are these called? Snapple? Snapple? Spectacles. 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 Um, no, I'm not, actually. No, I'm not, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I have a hard time with Snapchat in general. Right. Um, I think I've talked about this before. I, I've bemoaned this on the podcast before, but um, you recently tried the app out. Yeah. And also had the I, I, same I, frustrations that I did. After I read this, I downloaded Snapchat. Yes, and and I opened it up for the first time, hmm. and
0: I, I'm sure I had the same experience. And look, don't don't write to me and say, uh, "Oh, you're some old. You don't get Snapchat because you're you know, you know, you yeah. you don't get it." I've I've embraced that. Uh, <laughs> I don't care who you are. When you yeah. open up that app for the first time, it's the most confusing app. That you will ever encounter in your entire life. Yes, because you're presented with something that doesn't make sense, and there's no what what we call affordance right in design, which basically means they, they give you no visual indicators as to what you can possibly do with the right. with the thing that you're looking at.
1: You basically have to fumble your way through figuring it out. Now, I will grant that might be cool. That that might be the genius in it,
0: Brian. That might be. Um, it's a toy. It's a yeah, but. Uh, for me, I felt like that was a gimmicky lump of coal in my uh, in my phone.
1: I spent like 30 maybe 45 seconds just trying to figure out how to right. like open a menu and right. there is not. Right. Damn, so I just closed the Why thing. Why would you have a menu? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. I look, maybe I'm old. That's weird to say that. I'm yeah. 33. Right. Maybe I'm old. Right. Um Yeah, so app withstanding, mm-hmm. Spectacles sound like they're easy, Brian yeah you just hit a button mm-hmm. you start recording people right um this reminds me a lot of a little thing called google glass mm-hmm. um except google glass was very different in the fact that it was useful well yeah it tried to be useful it tried to be uh, and it tried to look like it tried to blend in it didn't try right. to look like That's it looked point. like it was yeah they were a no, normal pair like, of yeah. sunglasses right. which never really took hold right. um because I think they were so expensive, right? They're like over five hundred dollars, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they said that these were these are you know a significantly less one hundred thirty dollars. The... Yeah, right. Um, so maybe his take is that like Google Glass try to do too much, right, or something,
1: which you know? may may work out really good for them because right. it does. They do one thing: they record video, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it works with your app or whatever. Yeah. Um, full full disclosure. My wife loves Snapchat. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't. A lot just, of people do. A lot of people. A, are, a, yeah, yeah, it's the fastest growing social network of all time. Okay. So in terms of raw users and downloads and all that jazz, but but will I be buying a pair of Snapples? I will not, Brian. Right. I will not spend one hundred thirty dollars on that. Um, Ray Bans. You bet.
0: I uh, yeah I read the article about the you know the guy and to me it just reeks of somebody that had a success out of the park like steps out of bat mm-hmm. for his first you know uh, major league at bat and kills a home run mm-hmm. you know and j-
1: uh, it's, what, it's what they call in the business just running into a ball yeah basically one down the middle and he just manages to hit it out of the park right exactly and. Uh, the
0: things that he was saying, they had no basis in reality. Like, <laughs> and uh, the, the one thing I will say that's kind of interesting is that he said he tested them out early on. Mm-hmm. The first vacation that he went on with uh, with his girlfriend, he used a prototype while mm-hmm. they were on vacation. And he says that he he can go back and watch some of the stuff. And he said it's like the closest thing that, it's, it, that it is exists to like actually being there in that moment.
1: The thing with that, Brian, though, is that Snapchat was built on the premise of you would record something, and it would be deleted, like after so many views or after so much time. So you're kind of you're building an app that you're building a product that completely like flies in the face of that, I guess, or his usage. But he's basically saying, I use this to record my memories. Except Snapchat is built on a platform that destroys itself after glenn when you're in college
0: sometimes you don't want to preserve your memories that's true but then later in life right you want to
1: preserve your memories sometimes unless your app that you built these glasses for won't do it exactly which is what they're useful for what i would like to let me tell you what i like about elon musk
0: (sighs) okay he hits a home run out of the park yep you know it's not really a home run it's not like snapchat level but it's pretty good pretty good homer you know uh he he goes and he Wait, wait, hang on. Are you talking about PayPal? I'm talking about before PayPal. Okay. But, you know, it's kind of yeah. like a you know, I made some money, you know, then he does PayPal, yes. right? Gets involved with that. That's a huge home run. That's that's two companies in Snapchat. Yeah, two companies in a row, big home runs. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, "Well, I'm going to create these f- glasses <laughs> where you know, I'm going to reimagine <laughs> photography." Elon Musk is like, I'm going to make electric cars, I'm going to make people go to Mars, and I'm going to solve the energy crisis. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, not everybody needs to do that stuff, but like, this is such a, it, it's almost just like a, a personal, it's like he went on a vacation with his girlfriend and he wanted to record memories of it. So he made this product and he convinced himself everybody was going to buy it.
1: He kinda of reminds me of a guy who's like a Mark Zuckerberg wannabe. You know, like yeah. he saw the social network and he's like, Yeah. I could just mix I'm the CEO of an awesome company. Right. Yeah, yeah. For That's 15 the fifteen minutes. Th- yeah. I do whatever I want and yeah. I'm the visionary and right. you know, Look, you're not Steve Jobs. You're not yeah. I mean Yeah. You build something that makes money and then Right. And it may make money. They may IPO for twenty hundred billion dollars. Yeah. I don't know why, mm-hmm. because they have no revenue. But right. I mean, I guess maybe they do. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But Brian, this reminded me of a um, one of my favorite business books is called "How the Mighty Fall," and it's uh, it basically details companies that like made it big and then they fell. Right. <laughs> but it details why, what happened, and generally the there's a recurring theme where basically. These companies they have success, and then they think, well, I'm good at this, obviously we're going to be good at this as well right and they get out of their wheelhouse and they get away from what's you know the bread and butter, and they stretch themselves, and then they have these two products, these two things that are a little bit too different and a little bit harder, you know, and then you have two things and they and that basically kills them because they basically they think they're um, better. Than what they are, because right. a lot of times companies, you know, are built around luck. You know, Snapchat yeah. being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I would say that's probably a big thing. Yeah, um, a lot most most things that I can think Instagram. of. Instagram, Instagram, mean, absolutely. They, the the filters on the phone yep. for the bad photos,
0: which yep. is why
1: Instagram grew, which is yep. why
0: it's on like everybody's phone. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great example. Right. So, um, a lot of these companies being born out of luck, and then they try to say. You know, whoa ho ho We're awesome guys. Right. You know, like now we can now we can make spectacles. Right. And and then this isn't that, that big of a departure from their core product. I don't think. It's yeah. not like they're trying to make cars or something. Right. But the point is, is that right. okay. Yeah. Have the brakes a little bit. Make sure your app is Yeah. You know. Right. It's just really bizarre. The whole
0: thing's really weird. They they look weird. They you know they're little cameras in your you know, and then there's the whole thing about, like, if somebody's wearing that at your party or something like that, it's not going to I be mean, kind of weird. I mean, because they're, like... Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you can see somebody pull out a phone and you know they're probably taking video, but this is, like, somebody could be taking video whenever. You to, know? Be,
1: to be fair, I think it... I think I read that it, it turns on a light. It's oh, recording, so you know. So you know, and then as if you're wearing the glasses, there's, a, like, an internal, like, light that pops up so you know it's That's recording way. as well. That's so way. everybody well. kind of knows it's recording. I will give them that. That much credit. It's not like you're trying to hide the fact you're recording something. That was the thing with Google Glass is that people are like, I don't want to be recorded. I don't know who you are. Right. I don't think this is cool. Yeah. It seems, this seems like more of a party gag than, than yeah. an actual product. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd be nearly
0: as weirded out by this if it wasn't for the fact that I, just, I read a couple articles, like the quotes from the guy, and it was just like so bizarre and weird. Like...
1: Yeah, and the the whole history of Snapchat is pretty sordid tale. Yeah, um, you could go and Google that. There's lawsuits and depositions. co-founders and yeah. depositions where, and emails that are just bizarre. and it, It's weird. It's a whole, it's a whole weird thing, man. Yeah, which is a lot like our our history. Exactly. Right. Depositions, the lawsuits. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, mm-hmm. the co-founders we buried. Um, <laughs> Uh you mean uh, metaphorically exactly. obviously yeah not in your backyard Brian no uh that would never uh-uh. happen um okay Glenn well i guess i guess maybe next time we'll both be wearing these spectacles <laughs> <laughs> okay Glenn well that means it's time for the uh final segment of the gentleman podcast which is uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag mhm and uh there are a couple of questions that uh came up here and <laughs> uh the first one is from Razorback, okay. and he asks us, uh, have you ever given thought to creating a Google map that all Gentleman users could access mm. and create a pin for their location? It would be interesting to see where everyone calls home base. It's an interesting question, because one of the things that I asked on the parlor recently was name your college football allegiance, and a lot of times that kind of follows geography a little bit, mm-hmm. um, sure. and we had people from kind of all over the place, where we, we had uh, some Florida State fans, a Tennessee fan. Uh, Razorbacks in Arkansas, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks fan. I'm um, K State guy. Uh, we had several other people kind of chime in and, and talk about their their college football team. I talked about the KU Taco Bell drive-through window right, incident. That was yes. Um, so anyway, um, so that's it's, it's an interesting idea. Mm. Um, so one thing that we could do mm-hmm. is something to think about to add to the feature list uh, would be maybe like a, a home base thing in your in your gentleman profile. So you could uh, you could. You could name your uh, name, your location, name your city, and yeah. uh, get an idea of where people are coming from. Probably need to develop profile pages a little bit better to have more information about you to kind of yeah, you know, they're just kind of barren right now. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of stuff on gentlemen that needs sure. to be cleared up. So
1: well, I mean, if people could put like really, if you could, um, if we had a field like social security number, that would clear up a lot of stuff. That's for true. Us. So we could just so verify when you sign up for the you account, know, and then we could just kind of get into your health history.
0: Right, just to um, just to make sure that you're right, you know, of sound mind and body. See
1: here, rumor, Twitter, arthritis. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That new spleen back in '88. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I mean that, that helps us when you add your Social Security nerve. So do that next time. Maybe put it, you know, uh, well, no. in in a in an envelope and then send it to us. Hang on, I'm getting a call from our lawyers, Brian. Oh, okay. Um,
0: well, you know, the normal advice from our lawyers is to don't follow any of the advice that we give on the podcast.
1: That's true. We don't should have a disclaimer. Don't listen to
0: anything that's in the podcast.
1: Yeah, no. In it's all seriousness, the, the profile pages are one thing that we, have, we need to revamp a little bit. I don't think they've no. changed much since we started the site. No, um, and, they haven't. And they are in desperate need of uh, some TLC. Everything needs a little bit of housekeeping. That's right. So, don't you worry about that, folks. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to we're gonna take care there. of that. Yeah, we'll get there. Um,
0: the other question that uh, kept cropped up. Mm. Um, is uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about us being anti-hops.
1: Mm, this again?
0: Yeah, you know, anti-hop tights. Uh, the yeah, the cops are wondering why we're anti-hops. Yeah, and uh, so uh, why, Glenn, are we so anti-something that tastes terrible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Brian. Uh, let me just go back. I'm a firm believer in our nation's constitution,
0: okay, okay, yes,
1: and I'll have you know that hops are a direct descendant of the same family of plant that is marijuana. Wow, wow, so okay. when I see That's people adding hops into their beer, hmm. I see the mad marijuana. I see.
0: So this is really going to narrow down some so, sort of, like a sort of, you know, not to like when, when I see somebody ec- into a corner. Right. If
1: if you're a hophead, you know, you're say probably no more. You're no more. Now, uh that is true. That all that was false except for the fact that that is true. They are from the same species So of it was all true. <laughs> yeah. You can take that however you want. Um, um And I do believe in the Constitution, so... Yep, you do. Now, uh, it's interesting because when I started out drinking beer, I I did not like hops at all, but over the years, and actually, just recently I was noticing this, I've been brewing beer again, I haven't brewed beer in like five years, Mm -hmm. and I started brewing again, and uh, it was a lot of fun, but a a big part of the process is adding hops at different times, depending on what um, type of beer you're brewing, and opening up the hot bag and just smelling it, mm, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. And I've noticed that it, my wife has an IPA, and I take a sip; it doesn't, you know, repulse me as much, right, as it used to. Mm. So maybe you're softening on your. It's like it's like going through beer puberty. Uh, I, wonder, I have all these changes taking place. I don't know how to explain them, Brian. I wonder if our proximity to Colorado is kind of. <laughs> Softened your stance. On, uh, <laughs> it could be. It's wearing me down. And I, I love uh, going to Colorado, Brian. That Rocky Mountain high. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I would add to that
0: just you know one or two little thoughts. Yeah. Um, I I can do I can do a pale I can mm. get up into the 30s on the IBU scale. Yeah. could Dip my toe into a 40 40 something like that. You know, not 40 ounces. 40. <laughs> score like IBU units <laughs> 40 scored 70 yeah. years ago um but i other than that and, and if i go to a party and somebody you know i've talked about this before yep you don't go to a party nope. and somebody gives you a beer and you say "Ah, oh, i don't drink that crap nope you don't do that nope i would never do that mm-hmm. no matter what it is now once not never no i'll never turn my nose up at a beer nope. offered to you by somebody at somebody's party that's right anyway don't get me started on that uh, but, so, I'll, I'll drink whatever. Don't Wait, I think run. we should get you started on that, bro. <laughs> uh, no one's ever done that to me. Okay, I didn't think so. Because if they did, they would hear about it. Uh, no, but, um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, so, yeah, so, okay, so, uh, the, the, the whole hops thing, I'll, I'll get up in the 40s, but I can't do anything more than that. I'm not an IPA, IPA guy, mm-hmm. and I know it someday. Mm-hmm. Someday. It's gonna flip around. the The pendulum's gonna swing back. Yep. And all the IP. I went to. I was telling Ken that. It, Ken came up and we were talking today, and uh, I was telling him that uh, you know we love the brewery. Oh yeah. And I went to the liquor store the other day, and the had six beers on the shelf. Yep. They were all IPAs. Yes. And I, I mean, there was six different. That's the only Deschutes beer you can get now. Yep. Is all the six different IPAs. And That's yeah. like ludicrous. I, I. To be fair. I looked again today when I was getting the question for the, or the, the the drink of the week tonight, and there there was actually a stout.
1: They have an obsidian stout, and they have a pale ale. It's the, a the, the pale ale, but it's a pale ale. It's not an IPA. <laughs> it's like six IPAs, yeah. a pale ale, and a stout. They don't have any lagers. They don't have any ales. Yeah. And, and yeah.
0: you got to give the people what they want. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And they're an organ-based So Yeah. Drawing some conclusions there. I'm, jumping, I'm pulling out my jump to conclusions, Matt.
0: Well, anyway, that's neither here nor there
1: well, there's not really any answers There are not there are any true answers to any of this stuff but um yeah, there's a whole lot of false ones. I found that you know the hops doesn't really matter the 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 count doesn't really matter it's what it's mixed with like is it is it bitter is it over it's so, like when you have a um or 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 like is it really like when you have an imperial stout, oftentimes that'll have a lot of hops in it, but you can't tell because it's an imperial stout and it's like because it's, it's
0: like the alcohol is super
1: just, high alcohol content. Yeah. It's a stout beer, so it's like a lot of things going on. The hops mm-hmm. just kind of get thrown in the mix. Remember Keystone Lights commercials, bitter beer face?
0: <laughs> yeah, they had an entire they had an entire ad campaign
1: based around the fact that everybody hates bitter beer. Based around IPAs, yeah. To so basically give them an IPA and you turn into a pig,
0: yeah. yeah. And so all of a sudden. All anybody can get a... I I wish I get. I wish I had a time machine, so I can go back to 1998 <laughs> when lagers start started brewing. It's like I'm going to specialize in this beer that no one's ever heard of, that everybody hates. It's called an IPA, it's called a BPA. And then 10 years from now, I would be like the IPA king of the Midwest,
1: <laughs> and I would
0: be a bajillionaire. And Budweiser would uh-huh. own my brewery now, or some Belgian company, exactly.
1: Imbev or whatever. InBev, yeah,
0: yeah. So we have come full
1: circle. Well, so you think the pendulum's going to swing back. I, I oh, cut yeah, you it off. Will. It will. It it, because, just trust me. Okay. Yeah. Well, so there, we're in the perfect place right now then. We are. So
0: if we jump into the non-hoppy beer thing, when it swings back the other way,
1: we're going <laughs> to
0: be the lager kings
1: <laughs> the l- of the Midwest. <laughs> the stuff. will be right in the right the place ales. at the right time. And you're already brewing stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, don't you worry, Brian. I'm working on a gentleman, uh, a gentleman, gentleman reserve. The the reserve. Oh, that's a great <laughs> name for it. The reserve.
0: Beer. The reserve
1: beer. We should, yeah.
0: We should just give it away to people. I don't know what the or legality it it. is. For a lot of money. Well, you can't ship it. Shipping laws. What if you and I loaded up a truck? Mmm. And maybe we draw drive across state lines with I mean we wouldn't drive across state lines. Don't let me be clear here. We would, we would, would drive to, to the to border. The, to the state line. To the state line and we would set the beer down on the ground. Yes. Okay? Then we turn our backs and we walk away. Right. Maybe there's somebody there picks it up. I don't know. We don't know what happened. Maybe to we it. pick
1: up a bag full of money.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know. Nothing. Maybe there's a briefcase there. Yeah. You yep. know? Uh no one's, you know, crossing any lines or doing mm-hmm. anything. You know? Right. It's just, just uh just taking a walk. Taking a
1: drive and a the, walk. Yeah. Right to the edge. Right to the edge. Um, um,
0: anyway, just a thought.
1: Yeah. I'll be I'll have a stout for us in about a month, I believe. Okay. A couple podcasts from now. I think we'll be able to to give it a test. Okay. I'm I, think, if I think I think my math is right. Yeah. I'm bottling it this weekend. Okay. So two to four weeks after that. Okay. So.
0: Mm. We'll set sail yep. on a magical voyage.
1: Oh man, it's good. To, uh, it's been it's been fun. Part of the beautiful thing of working on gentlemen and gentlemen's mini properties, Brian, is that um, getting into the whole building things with your hands, mm-hmm. trying things, you yep. know, cooking weird things. Right. It's all it's all been fun, and, and brewing is is part of that for me. So yeah, just trying to figure out how to brew again, and it's awesome. -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's just one more arrow in our quiver. That's right. Uh, We've got the reserve. We've got the parlor. We've Mm -hmm. got the. Gentleman proper. Mm-hmm. We got the blog. Yep. We've got the podcast. Right. We've got the beer. We got the spectacles. We have the spectacle. The gentleman spectacles that are coming right. out next year. The gentleman monocle. Uh, the gen- the monocle. That's that what we're coming. The, like. Yeah. The gentleman monocle. Smart monocle. Uh, the smart monocle. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like Google Glass, but half the price. Um, and uh, you know, there's similar stuff in the pipeline. That we don't. We can't. Uh, we can't get into. But we've got.
1: Uh, we've got it all covered. You know? Oh man. Well, Brian, was that was that the end of episode 98? That's episode 98 it's in the book's Glenn. We're we're trudging down the road quickly towards 100. Uh, next 2 weeks from now, we're going to be partying like it's episode 99. 9 D9. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to figure out something good
0: to do for the episode uh, you know, the 100th episode will be right before Halloween. Glenn, Ooh, so your favorite time of year. I mean, my favorite time of year. You uh, planned this, didn't you? Well, uh, you know, I don't want to take too much Evil credit for genius. it. Genius. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, we, we'll have to do. We'll have to. Episode one hundred is going to have to be a very special Halloween episode uh, and hundredth anniversary uh, episode of the Gentleman
1: Podcast. It is crazy to think hundred episodes ago, mm-hmm. we started out with a small idea, and it's still small. And it's still a really small idea. Yep, but but a hundred iterations of that really small idea. Right, and not Margin- much better, marginally better, right if at all.
0: It's like we're like a couple sculptors, <laughs> not audio sculptors, and we just peeled away a little bit, peeled away a little bit. But we're, we're you're trying to, we're really working to get that next scrape off there.
1: And we showed it to our teacher, and the teacher was like, "Is that a tomato?" And you're right. like, "No, that's no, David. That's that's yeah. the thinker."
0: Yeah. Um. Right. So. You know, you win some, you lose some. Basically, is what we're trying to say.
1: And we've lost a lot. We lost a lot, and we haven't but, won any yet. But you, dear listener, you're going to win one of these days.
0: <laughs> Let's not make any guarantees that we can't back up. <laughs> hang on, with our hang words. on,
1: wait. Yep, I'm getting another call. From okay, my the uh, lawyers lawyer. say
0: that we need to cut it off now. <laughs> mm. uh, we've gone too far, as usual. Well, uh, Glenn, that means that that blame, was
1: episode. Yeah, I blame the all,
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, It's true uh, The beer did not help anything No Except for my taste buds uh, Anyway Glenn that, that was episode 98 I am Calling it I'm calling it good Okay uh, We will be back for episode 99 in two weeks mm. And then episode The very special episode The Halloween episode 100 We're going to recite the raven <laughs> <laughs> We might uh, Glenn I am Brian McKinney I'm Glenn Sainsbury. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, be hugs for your patience and uh, thanks for your support. And Auf- we will see you next time.
1: Afide same. Oh, that was very nice. Mm. Like that.